All right, here we go. Good evening. Hope you're all doing well. Today we are learning Maseches Nedarim Daf Kavches. We're starting at a new Mishnah on the bottom of Kavzayin and base, three lines from the bottom. We've been discussing discussing uh, Nedarim of Onsim. Uh, remember the case we discussed yesterday, a Neder that you say, or a Neder was made about you, you need to be here uh, for my house for dinner, and then the river overflowed. But the nether itself was well-intended, but there was a technical thing that got in the way, a secondary thing that got in the way. What if be'etzem the nether was an ones? Someone forced you to make a nether. That's our case over here. Nodrin says the Mishnah, if a person makes a nether, and the person who forced you to make the nether was lehargin, lecharam lemochsin, someone who is a murderer, someone who steals, or a tax collector, and you want to lie to get out of that circumstance, you, you, or you say a neder to get out of that circumstance, and you lie and say, no, 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 don't take my food. After all, shehi truma. The food that you're trying to take is truma. It's inedible to you. Fascinating that the guy doesn't mind killing you, but if you tell him it's truma, he won't eat the food. Okay, that's the that's the ukimta of our hesits. That's basic shot in the Mishnah. The guy is a, you know, he's a pickaxe murderer who is makbed on halachos of, of tuma batara when it comes to truma. So AFLP Shayna Truma, you're allowed to say that even though it's not Truma. Why? Because that guy is a, he's a crook. You're not allowed to force someone to give something away. You're not allowed to do that. The Gemara is going to ask about tax collection. It's a big shiloh that's going to come up in the Gemara. Okay, you can also say Shahin Shell Beis Hamelech. I've already consecrated this food to be for the Beis Hamelech. You're not allowed to take it. And AFLP Shayna Shell Beis Hamelech, no problem at all. You're allowed to basically. Uh, make that neder when you're forced to make that neder, but the neder is really not chal because when you're forced to make a neder, so let's say, for example, somebody says to you, if you don't promise, I will hurt you. And you and you promise, that's not a neder. That's what the Mishnah says. And now we're going to see a flurry of machlokos be'i shamai be'i shilal, and we'll navigate these machlokos once we uh, get started in the Gemara. Be'i shamai omrim bakol nodrin. When it comes to these types of nedarim, you're allowed to make a neder, but you're not allowed to make a shvua, because a shvua is more chamur, as we learn, than a neder. What had we said about a shvua? We had said by a shvua, there's a pasuk that says, lo that from a shvua, you're always going to have to still be cleansed by a Kodesh Baruch Hu, and it's uh, not as easy to get kapar. Beis Hillel argues, Beis Hillel omrim af b'shvua, that in, in these pressing circumstances, you can even make a shvua. You're not allowed to initiate uh, the neder. It has to be forced upon you. The guy has to say to you, well, promise me that it's, a, that it's actually chuma. So you have to first have an initiation. No, you can even initiate and just lie out of the gates. Thanks for coming. I know you want to steal everything, but I'm just letting you know it's chuma. Out of the gates, no problem at all. Third line down, another You're only allowed to make a neder in regards to what? That guy wanted you to make a neder. We'll see in a moment what that means. You can even add things to the neder. What is this last case talking about? This last machlokas. The Mishnah continues. Ketzad. Omar Lo, if the, the criminal says to him, um, and more, promise me that this is truma by making a promise about your wife. And more, konam that I'm going to forbid my wife from uh, from access to me. If this isn't truma, in other words, he's forcing you to say that it's actually truma by making a nether. So, Ve'amar, what can you say? Konam ishti u'banai I'm going to add. I'm going to add in more than you said. 
you told me to only make a neder about my wife. I'm going to show you that I'm really telling the truth, even though the whole thing's a, a ruse, by saying not only would my wife be answered to me if this isn't true, but even my sons. Beishamai says that because you added in more than the criminal wanted you to make a neder about, so therefore, Ishtamuteras, because that's what he asked you to make a neder about. So you have a way to get out of jail free in that, on that, in that regard, but in regards to the son, you don't. Unbelievable. Basilo says that's not true. Really, the Gemara opens with a very important halachic principle that requires so much dialogue. This is one of a number of sugyas and shas, but it's a critical sugya to learn. How can you tell me, if you look back at the Mishnah three lines from the bottom, we said that a person is allowed to make a false neder and say, you can't take this money for the taxes because it's truma. Says the Gemara, opening up at, on Kafchas Medalif, eight lines down, the Amar Shmuel, Dina, the Malchusa, Dina. The law of the land is the law. So if the Baal Moches, the guy who's a tax collector, is coming to collect the money, you can't create a ruse and say, you can't take this. This is not your money. <laughs> You're obligated to pay the taxes of the country that you live in. There is a Shaila in Eretz Yisrael, if that's true, because there's a Ron. Is it here? I didn't really, I didn't think about it till right now, but there's a, I think there's a run that indicates. I just want to look now to see if it's actually here. Right, no, no, for sure that no, right. I was just saying the Ron says elsewhere that in regards to Eretz Yisrael, that Malka, the Kodesh Baruch Hu is Malka de Ara. And because the Kodesh Baruch Hu is Malka de Ara, if the Israeli government tries to charge you taxes, you don't have to pay them. There's like a Sprach, there's like a Mahalich in the uh, it's based on the Rishonim. So Lemaisa, that's not the way I, I spoke to my Rabbeim when I was in Yeshiva. Um, when I was in Shalvim, I spoke to my Rabbeim. They said, that's not correct. In Eretz Yisrael, you have to pay taxes too. It's a true government. It's a regular government. Okay, It's not the firmest government in the world. Uh, it might not be the most yasher government in the world, but uh, you still have to pay your taxes. And taxes there are obscene. I mean, they, they make us feel rich by the, by the time we're done. A tulush, you're paying 50% taxes, whatever. You have to make a killing to make it. So that's what the Gemara is bothered by. How can it be that our Mishnah is saying that you're, you're making a false nether to get out of paying taxes? It's not allowed. The Gemara responds, Amar Rav Chinana, Amar Rav Kahana, Amar Shmuel, lo When is it that you're allowed to create a ruse when the tax collector shows up? That's if the tax collector doesn't have a tax bracket for you. He just says, um, I feel like charging you $10,000 today. No, it's Truma. <laughs> no, you're not. We're not playing this game. That's like mafia land. Like you just you can't just walk in and demand a certain amount of money. That's ridiculous. The answer is no. So if the if there is no actual tax percentage that you're obligated to pay, one that is not made up by the tax collector, but one that's coded in the law, like we have it here within tax brackets. If you make between X and Y, your percentage is Z. If you make between A and B, your percentage is C. That's normal tax brackets. Or uh, it could be different systems. Whatever the system is, it doesn't matter. That's our system. So that's why the Gemara says it must be that in our Mishnah, we're talking about a case where the tax collector doesn't have a fixed um, uh, percentage of collection. Mm -hmm. Or, the tax collector... Where? Fifteen lines in. Uh, no, it's before that. Yeah, that's exactly it. Amar but not because of what I said, but uh, 
not exactly the language that I that I remember hearing about, but yeah. Anyways, there is such a shita. It's a fascinating shita. What? If you don't pay the tax in Israel, then you're donning from other Jews. Not if there's no requirement to pay taxes. No, no. If there is a tax and you don't pay it, then and so this the the way people talk about this run, and again, I don't know if this is like the only run. Like maybe there's I don't know. Maybe there's other chidushar. I don't know where exactly where it is, but this is that what what David just found is that. Even if a government charges you taxes in Eretz Yisrael, there is a shita that says it doesn't matter what they do. You are not obligated in taxes. There's no dina de machusadina. You're not stealing from Jews. There's no taxes. They're not allowed to charge taxes in Eretz Yisrael. I, who's going to take pick up your garbage? It's a problem. That's why it doesn't work because it's not like a system that funds itself, you know. But the other important thing, which is brought up all the time, may. You might get thrown in jail, maybe. Okay, okay, we're getting too uh, political. I don't disagree, but let's move on. I mean, I do disagree, but let's move on, anyways. Okay, says the Gemara, quarter of the way down into two dots. We had said, What is the case where he is making this false nether? It must be I hereby forbid the fruits of the world on me if these are not of the king's uh, house. This is the fake nether that you made. The Gemara says that's a big problem. If you say the language of Yeasru, then they're actually going to be Asr on you. Says the Gemara, cave unto Amar Ye Asru, then Isiru Alei Kolpira de Alma. It's not like the normal language of Nether, where like you're using like a homily of some kind. I hear Hare Alai Perosa Olam. This is different. This language is overly specific, as the Mefarish points out. And therefore, if a person says this language, that doesn't work, then Isiru Alei Kolpira Alma. You're right. You're right, says the Gemara. It doesn't say Ye Asru. It just says Hayom that they're going to be Asr for me today. And so instead of that, it'll just say Ye Asru Haperos. Uh, so that's when he adds the word hayom. Says the Gemara, if a guy is going to lie to the tax collector and say the word today, he's going to be like, okay, I'll be back tomorrow. He's not going to buy that. The guy is not going to even, uh, it's a ridiculous argument. You know, when you, when you have people who are arguing with you and there's no integrity in the argument, you're like, you're ridiculous. You're going to give me a one day restriction on your food. I'll be back tomorrow at 9 a.m. Get everything ready for me. So the Gemara says it can't be that it's Hayom. So therefore the Gemara says, and this is a Chiddush Atzum. Chiddush Atzum. The Gemara says, Be'omer belibo hayom umotzi b'svas of stam. In his heart, he only takes the neder upon himself for a day. But the words that he says are stam. So in other words, it's the line that we said before in the name of Ravam Mavarav. He says, Be'omer ye'asru peres ha'olam alai, imenu shabesamelch, without saying the word hayom. And he thinks in his heart, hayom. And then says the Gemara and drops the bomb here. Even though the feelings of your heart don't function in a contract in general, they don't function in the Dharm in general, but wow. But when it comes to an Ones, 
That's a big chiddush. Mm-hmm. That's a very big chiddush and requires Rishonim to get into the meat and potatoes and understand what's it mean to armship believe. I could have a thousand fleeting thoughts in my heart and we do it all the time. <laughs> We're like that all the time. We're, you know, like even Rosh Hashanah, you're sitting there going to make a Kabbalah. You think of 12 iterations of the thing that you want to work on. But there are, they would have been binding it in Ones. That's what the Gemara says. Taka, it's true. Not, not Stam in a case, but in a case where there is an Ones, the Gemara seems to say that Dvarim Shevalev are Dvarim. Um, you know, a Shavua. Not a, not a man. Could have thought a lot of things. <laughs> what if the words that you were thinking were bleed nether? You know what I mean? So that would, that Why? Because, I mean, it's it's an ones. The whole thing is an ones. Why does he have to even think the word Hayom? The whole nether is, uh, he doesn't want to make the nether. Because if that was the case, the Gemara would have said it. Gemara only said... Hayom. The Gemara said that he thought Hayom. I like your deal. It would be a bit Kiddush for the Gemara to say he thought it's not a Which would have been our first impression, actually. Because he really doesn't want to make this nether. He doesn't want to do that. He's doing it because uh, he's forced. The, the tax collector standing there and he doesn't really owe taxes. So he's going to lie. He's going to say a nether that isn't really a nether. Your diuk is great. Why does it say hayom? Why doesn't it say bali nether? We haven't seen the whole bali nether thing yet, by the way. Just FYI. <laughs> we have to make sure that it actually works by the time we get to the end of the dharm. It rolls off of our tongue. I don't know. Is it, is it in shas? I don't know. I don't know. It may not exist. So we'll try not to make any nadarim in the meantime. But that's what the Gemara says, is that even though afal pide, the sphere on dvarim dvarim, Ladina, that doesn't count at all. Even for Doraisa things, it doesn't count. Yeah, when there's an Ones, all of a sudden, Dvarm Shebelev is Dvarm. Big Chiddush. Okay, this next five lines is the quote from our Mishnah. So I'm just going to read them quickly. Beishamai Omrim V'chulei, all of the different Machlokas, Beishamai Beishilel. And then the last one was Beishamai Omrim B'mashu Madiru, Beishil Omrim B'she'enu Madiru. And what was that that Machlokas in our Mishnah, Ketzad? Halfway down, Omar Lo Konam Ishti Nehenesli. We had said that if the if the robbers, if the people who are forcing you to make the nether say, um, prove to me that this is chuma by by limiting your wife from you in the form of a nether, and he says, forget that, my wife and my kids. So says the Gemara. We have a Mishnah, we have a Brisa that doesn't really work with our Mishnah, because the inferences that we're about to see from this Brisa. Uh, they create conflict for us. Here's one th- two thirds of the way down. Omrim lo lo In our Mishnah, if you look at the second line of the page, it said lo lo So the difference between Beishamai and Beis Hillel and the Brisa and in the Mishnah, in the Mishnah, Beishamai's language was was lo yiftach lo beneder. In the Brisa, it is lo yiftach lo One huge difference, which we'll get to in a moment. Omrim af yiftach lo and uh, over here in this brisa, two thirds of the way down, Beis Hillel is of the opinion that he can even start with a shvur. But Beis Hillel, for three lines down on the from the top of the page, says af yiftachlo, but without the word shvur, implying that he's talking about a neder like Beis Shammai was. Okay, so now the Gemara presents the inferences that are problematic. Lebe Shammai, in this new brisa that we have here, b'shvur hu delo yiftachlo, 
it implies from the Brisa that he could be poseach, he could initiate a neder on his own without the robbers forcing him to do so. But how can you say that? Well, it's not. We learned in the Mishnah at the top of this page, so the implication of the Brisa doesn't fit with our Mishnah. The Su and furthermore, over here, in this Brisa, it seems to say that he's not allowed to initiate in regards to a Shavuah, but he is allowed to make a commitment with a Shavuah, which is also against our Mishnah. The first Machlok, as we saw in our Mishnah, another problem with Beishamai is that you're not allowed to make a Shavuah in our Mishnah, yet over here in the Brisa, it seems like you are allowed to make a Shavuah as long as you're not being posech, as long as you're not initiating. So the Gemara provides two answers to this stira. And let's just remember that the stira is between our Mishnah and this new Brisa. Answer number one is Tanamas Nisin Beneder Lehodiecha Kochan de Our Mishnah, the one that we started with today and that wraps up to the top of Kavches Aleph, the reason why it said the language of Neder was Lehodiecha Kochan de that Beishamai was of the opinion that he's not allowed to initiate even by a Neder, a very, very extreme Shita. And then Tana Brisa Bishvua, the reason why the Brisa focused on Shvua was Lahodiacha Kochan de Beis Hillel, that you're even allowed to initiate by a Shvua, three steps apart from one another, very far. That's the machlokas between them. So really there's no stira between our, our Mishnah and the Brisa. Our Mishnah was focusing on the extreme nature of the Shita of Beishamai, and the Brisa was focusing on the extreme nature of Beis Hillel. That's why in the in the Mishnah it focused on the language of Neder, and why in the Brisa it focused on the language of Shua. A very good answer. The Gemara then provides another answer, which is Ravashi Omar Hachiktani. You've misunderstood entirely. This new Brisa that we just saw, the, your whole question is on is a house of cards. Why? Because that whole Brisa that we just learned was talking about something different. Beishamay Omrim Ein She'ela B'Shua. Ein She'ela B'Shua means that you can't uh, recant on your Shua. There's no no outsies. You're done. You make a Shua, you're done. However, Beishel Omrim Yesheila Mi B'Shua. That's not true. There is a way to get out of it. So that Brisa was dealing with something else. And because the Brisa was dealing with something else, so therefore, there's no stira anymore. A new Mishnah, and all con- connected to the same thing of Nodrin laharagin laharamun ulamoksim. So the Gemara says, and the, the Mishnah says, four lines from the bottom on Kavchesim at Aleph, and we're just going to be learning to the two dots, which is toward the bottom on Kavchesim at base, four lines from the bottom, and it's a short page, so not too much more to go for tonight. Says the Gemara, these saplings that are planted are going to be a korban. They're going to be sanctified. If they aren't cut down. This talus is going to be a korban. It's going to be sanctified if they're not burnt. How often do talisim get burnt? The Gemara is going to discuss this. That's a very strange parameter. Well, it's on the uh, radiator. Yeah, it's probably a bad idea. Talisim don't belong on the radiators. And if your radiator is hot enough to make your talus combust, there's something wrong with your radiator too. That's uh, that's that's very, very hot. Huh? Yeah, yeah, certainly the fancy schmancy plastic ones, like the thread that is silvery. I wonder if it would melt that. Because if it's actually silver, that's easy to melt at that temperature. No, what's the melting temperature for silver? It's pretty low. Of what? Silver. Oh, it's, it's hundreds of degrees. Yeah, but silver thread is very, it's not solid silver. Silver thread is like a... Well, silver thread. Yeah, it's not well, super is, thin, no? It's probably not made out of silver. It's probably silver color. Oh, I wonder. All right. Okay. 
So that's what the Gemara said, that if the talus, the person says, if this talus doesn't light up in flames, then it's going to be considered a korban. That's the resha. And the Gemara says in those cases, yeshla pidyon. Strange language. Yeshla pidyon means that not only does it have sanctity, but it, it because it has sanctity, if you want it to then transfer the kedusha, you need to be poda that onto a coin or something like that. Second part of the Mishnah, harenitios ha'elu, korban adji, it's a different language. These saplings are going to be a korban until they are cut. They're going to be holy until they're cut. And talazu korban If This talus is going to be a korban until it burns down. Again, a strange language. In these cases, there's no kedusha, no need for pidyon. So the Gemara is bothered by the language of pidyon. And the Gemara says, Why does our Mishnah use the language of pidyon and ain pidyon? You should be using the language of kadosh and ain, and ain kadosh. Why are you using the strange language? So says the Gemara, I did the Baila Mishnah Seifa in Lem Pidyon, Tonanami Reshayesh Lem Pidyon. We had a greater reason in the Seifa to use the language of Pidyon. And therefore, for the sake of symmetry in the Mishnah and the Reshah, we also use the language of Pidyon. Hechi Nodar, what was the language? So says the Gemara, Omar Amemar, Beomar, it must be Im Ena Niktasos Hayom. Think about it. If you would have said these trees are going to be Kadosh if they're not cut down, but you don't give me a time frame. In effect, it means they're never going to be they're never going to become kadosh because the parameter of determining whether or not it's kadosh is an unknown. It's no, they'll never become kadosh. So Amemar says it has to be that we're adding in the word hayom. Says the Gemara, and therefore va'avar hayom v'lo niktatu. And if the day then goes by and it wasn't yet cut down, then we have a moment. We have a threshold. We have a moment in time when it becomes kadosh. Says the Gemara. But if he did say hayom in our Mishnah, im kain. That should be obvious that that's true. That's not a, no, that's that. I don't need a Mishnah to tell me that. That's a regular, a regular condition that's put in place to make something kadosh. Says the Gemara, we must be talking about a case to Kigon de Ika Zika Nefisha. There's a tremendous wind that's outside. And that's what all of this is about. Okay? You, you live in a place where the wind is crazy. When I was in YU between Belfer Hall, and I can't remember the name of the other building, there was like this massive wind tunnel. I couldn't remember what it's called. So the building in, in between the buildings, if you were to walk by it, went from like 60 degrees to like 40 degrees to like 60 degrees. It was so windy. One of the architects did not uh, think that through. It was very, very windy. So therefore, we were talking about a case in our Mishnah where there's a Zika Nefisha. And says the Gemara, I can prove it to you that our Mishnah was talking about a case of Zika Nefisha. And as I already shared with you, we're going to be learning this from the fact that fire is uncommon to consume a talisim, says the Gemara. After all, halfway down, Bakhtani Lagabe Talis, we have a strange case by Talis. The Talis is Lisrefa Is that like a normal thing to happen to a Talis? No. And it must be only in a case could go into Ika Deleka. I make this condition when I see a fire in my neighbor's yard and I'm like, this is going to be Kadosh if it doesn't burn down. Why? Because there's a context. There's a fire in my neighbor's house. So therefore, Hachanami, the Ikazika Nefisha, must be that just like by the Talis, there's a unique case going on where there's a fire that risks consuming the um, consuming the talus. So too over here, it must be that there's Zika Nefisha, that there's extra wind. The Salka Daitach, and I might have thought, the Masika Daite Dilom Misnatzlan, I might have thought that he only made this this um, neder because he had concluded, the Masika Daite, Dilom Misnatzlan, that he wouldn't be able to save it. And therefore, Mishum Hachi Kanadar, and therefore maybe the neder shouldn't count. Kamash Malan, that the neder actually does count. That is not a scenario for exclusion. We're going to stop right here at Hare Natios. We'll pick up with this tomorrow night, Emir Tashem, for another blot. Wishing you all a beautiful night.